Hi, I'm Patrick John Fluger, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. Not gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Hey, Shyhards, welcome to episode 184 of Meet Us at Molly's. We're back in the vault and we're gonna be in the vault probably till like September. Uh, we are covering a, a real oldie but goodie crossover. It's a good one. It's a really good one. Okay, so this is it's a yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. No, I'll save my comment for later. It's this is the Gish crossover, like the Gish crossover. So it's Fire three thirteen, which is called Three Bells, and PD two thirteen, which is called A Little Devil Compound. A Little Devil Complex. That's a mouthful. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the Gish one. That's that's kind of the best way to summarize it. What were you gonna say? I was going to say, I feel like now that I've rewatched it, it's the first time I've rewatched it in a little bit, and it's still good, but it's so, I still like the newer crossovers better. They feel more integrated and more like crossovers. Like, this felt like an episode of Fire put together with an episode of PD. Yeah, yeah. This was this was the early days where the crossovers was just really like, I mean, they were still good. It was just kind of, there. it wasn't the kind of thing that you see now where it's like a full three-hour movie. It was just kind of like... The end plugs into the beginning of the next one, and that's our crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was good, and, like, the storyline is still good, and Gish is still, like, a very creepy character, but it was just not the same. It's just not the same. Um, Gish walked so Yates could run. Was Oh, yes. Y- yes. Gish was first. So, yeah, I was thinking, I was trying to think about if Gish was first or if Yates was first, but yes, that is correct. Gish was first. Yeah, I was just kind of watching Brian process that one. I was like, wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> no, I just had to remember. I couldn't remember because I'm thinking Polpo and then Gish and then Yates. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got my like PD villains all in a row. Right, okay. right. And they got like better. Each one got better after the next one. And like, not to say that Polpo was like, you know, your basic level villain. Polpo was pretty bad. Um, but yeah, this was, yeah. this was good. This was good. So um, no news because hiatus. Hi. Um, yeah, we don't know what everybody's doing. Daniel's off in California with Annie right now, and that's literally like about Having all a blast. the stuff we've got. Yeah, yeah, they're literally the only ones who post ever. Yep. yep, everybody else has dropped off the face of the earth. Literally, I don't think I've seen anyone else post. Taylor's friend, that Johnny guy, he'll post every now and then, and then Taylor's in the background in a picture with like a big old scruffy beard, and that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Hope everybody's having a good hiatus. Um, <laughs> and they deserve. I mean, they filmed for a hell of a long time last year, so they deserve it. And all the COVID tests they endured, yeah. and everything, just to bring us the shows in a safe manner. Yeah, they totally deserve it. Yeah, they can go offline till July or whenever they go back. I'm okay with it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. You guys earned your vacation. We miss you, but like, no, go do your thing. We if you want to post, cool. If you don't mm-hmm. want to post also cool exactly 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 so yeah no news um we do have a patron shout out we do have one new patron that's erica brown welcome to the family welcome Welcome yay thank you so much for supporting us we so so appreciate it so um can we do a tv roundup sure i meant (laughs) to ask you this earlier in the day and i forgot to but um 
the only reason I ask is because, I mean, we're recording this on Thursday. You guys listen on Friday. Well, ATX Festival is happening right now as we speak. It's going on. It's it's a week-long oh, festival yeah, this we year. Yeah, we said we were going to talk about Diane. And we said we were going to talk about the Andy and Diane panel, too. Oh, that, too. Okay, wait. Uh, hold on. We'll talk about that before we talk about TV Roundup. Okay, yeah, so- like, rewind, rewind. Uh, okay. <laughs> So um, on Tuesday, as part of ATX Festival, there was a panel about COVID-19 and running a medical drama in the middle of the pandemic. And there was a really good panel put on, I don't remember who it was put on by, but um, the moderator of the panel was a former writer for ER. And then the panelists on the panel, they pretty much took every medical show that's on right now and got him on the panel which was cool so you had the you had the uh, showrunner and executive producer of new amsterdam um you had the executive producer of transplant which is the canadian drama that premiered earlier not earlier maybe late in late 2020 i think um you had andy and diane obviously show showrunners of chicago med Woo-hoo! home team um you had amy holden jones who is the showrunner of the resident and who was the last one oh zoe and clack from uh gray's anatomy mm-hmm it was a good panel. It was really good. Yeah. Um, it, it was really good. It was like 45 minutes and they all talked about, you know, the different impacts that, you know, COVID has had on filming. There were interesting sound bites. I mean, I think, I think most of you guys watched some, if not all of the other shows that were mentioned. So, um, the one that got me, the soundbite that killed me, um, was when Zoanne had said that they originally were considering not even covering COVID on Grey's Anatomy. No. mind-blowing yeah that was mind-blowing because Meredith spent the whole damn season in a coma well and especially because I mean I guess with Station 19 too like it kind of ties in because obviously they're both written by the same showrunner but like I feel like personally Grey's and Station 19 did some of the best COVID stuff and some of the best obviously Black Lives Matter stuff and so I think it's interesting that they didn't even consider covering they considered not covering COVID Mm -hmm. and they've done some of the best stuff this season yeah yeah, that was really interesting. Um, some of the well, okay, I, I know I know what the most interesting soundbite from Andy and Diane was for you. Go ahead and share it. Oh, what about how the Mansell bat kiss was a result of them not really being sure about like how far <laughs> they wanted to go with like intimate scenes, so they had to come up with another way for yeah. like, yeah. As yeah. soon as they said that, they didn't even say the character names. They were just talking about the kiss itself on the back. And I was like, oh, man, Diane made a Mansell reference. I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah. So she said that that was a result of the pandemic. And then the way she described it, she was like, it ended up being really moving. And I was like, you know, I that those those weren't my words at first. At first, I was like, this is weird. But yeah, I know. After a couple more weeks of seeing Mansell develop, I was like, actually, I didn't hate that. I Yeah. Um, I thought, no, I really enjoyed the panel. I, my only thing is I wish it had been longer. Cause I feel like with, because there were so many panelists and obviously Andy and Diane being like in the same screen. So they both would talk. Mm-hmm. I just felt like there was so much and they barely got through like two or three questions. Yeah. Like, I feel like they barely scratched the surface on what that panel could have been. I wish it had been like an hour and a half. Um, so they could really get into more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still, it was it was great as all ATX panels are obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was really good. Um, the poor EP of new Amsterdam, I feel kind of bad for him. One of the questions asked, they were like, so how has the audience been reacting to, you know, what you've been covering with COVID and everything. And he just goes, honestly, not great. I was like, Oh, this poor guy, like somebody hug him. Yeah. 
poor guy seemed totally frazzled. And then, um, yeah, just, just Amy Holden Jones, man. She's, uh, she's interesting. She's an interesting character for sure. We'll just leave it at that. Yep. Yep. We're just gonna, we're just gonna leave it there. But, uh, there's a reason I don't watch The Resident. I still, part of me still wants to watch, but like, I don't have time. There's There's other things I want to watch first. And, like, you know, if Matt Zucri and Emily Van Camp are in your cast, like, for me not to watch, that's, yeah. Just, yeah, leave that there. Leave that there. Um, yeah, so that was the COVID panel. It was really good, like you said, yeah. Um, definitely could have been longer. That's every ATX panel. Every ATX panel, you sit there at the end and you're just like, I gotta listen to them talk for, like, two more hours. That was, like, all of them I feel like I've watched so far this week. It's... Yeah, yeah. There have been some really good ones. Um, I, I know I listened to the panel on disability representation. That was really good. I haven't watched that one yet. Um, I started the one on transgender representation. I admittedly did not I finish that. that. I need to go yet. back. Um, um, I watched the one on um, racial injustice. Um, ooh, how was that? That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I also watched, obviously, some of the like bigger ones. like the. Um, I watched the Degrassi reunion, even though I don't actually have never seen Degrassi in my life. I just like the reu- I just like the reunion ones. I think they're always fun. Um, I really enjoyed the sex life panel and the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, the pilot was really good and the panel was really great. I'm very excited for that show to drop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're always just so many good panels. Yeah, always good. I yeah, it's it's a different animal when you're doing it from home, right? It's a totally different animal. And this is the first time it's ever been a complete week long. So it's 10 days, it's more than a week. 10 days, yeah. It's 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 a lot, but you know, it's cool because you can, you know, the 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 video panel that they're using is really great because some of them are on demand, so you can just go watch them whenever you want. Um it, it's been cool. It's been really cool. So um, I know there were panels yesterday and today that I didn't get the chance to watch that I'm going to go back and watch at some point. There's uh, some really good ones this weekend too. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know this weekend, I think they're premiering Kevin Can Fuck Himself. That's the one on, I think, TBS with Annie Murphy. Yeah, um, they're also, well, they're not premiering it, but they're doing like a blind spotting writer's room oh, panel and they've got the first two episodes of that in the demand library. And I want to watch that um blind spotting which features anthony ramos and jazzy jones no not blind spotting no it's not anthony ramos though it's just jazz it's just is it just jazzy yeah okay um anthony has been posting like and hyping her up because you know he's a good fiance i think they're engaged um they are but anthony ramos who you can currently watch in in the heights on hbo max which is so good oh my god um, it was amazing. And part of the reason I wanted to do a TV roundup because there's so much stuff right now. Uh, mm-hmm. You watched The Heights, right? I, of, of course. The Did night you- it came, well, the day it came out. Yeah. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's like all I've listened to, I feel like, for the last like week. Yeah, I, I kind of want to go watch it again. And I, I just, I really wish my neighborhood was cool enough to just like bust out into Carnival del Barrio at any point. Like that's the that coolest That was literally the, the next morning. I, it was like 6 a.m. and I was getting ready for work and I was like, I don't care. I'm blasting the hell out of this and dancing around my bathroom. Don't care. It was that's amazing. becoming a sound on TikTok now is when uh, Stephanie Beatrice's character, she's like, you know, my mom is Dominican Cuban, that whole thing. Yeah. But I always say I'm from Queens. Queens. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. I've had that and just like Lynn Manuel Miranda walking down the street saying like, Piragua. Like that's been in my head for like days now. <laughs> it's so, so good. good. Yeah. It was, I thought it was fantastic. Um, yeah. 
I definitely want to watch it again because it was fantastic. It's a bummer. It's only going to be on HBO Max for 30 days. I know. Yeah. So that's really good. Um, yeah. So the only other reason I wanted to do a TV roundup, which I kind of surprised Brian with, I'm sorry, but yeah, I had uh, no idea, but it's okay. I meant to ask you earlier this week. And then I mean, I, I don't care. Okay. It's fine. So with ATX going on with it being 10 days long, I mean, we're all kind of binge watching TV at like, you know, a fierce pace. This is a first for me that I've ever binged an entire series in the middle of ATX festival. Now, granted most ATX festivals are only three days. So that's not really feasible, but this time it is. Um, I binged all of Hacks and I loved it. I've seen the first episode. I haven't finished it yet. I loved it. Haven't finished it yet. It was, yeah, it was really enjoyable. Um, Jean Smart is an incredible actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I listened to part of the panel because I hadn't started watching it at that point. And um, I, I think it was one of the, one of the producers was in the panel and she just said, she's like, Jean is so incredible that like she, she acts and it doesn't look like she's acting. And that's exactly the perfect description because it was it was really good and really enjoyable i liked it a lot i've seen that in the first episode i really enjoyed it but i just haven't I, that was yesterday i watched it yeah i just haven't had a chance since then to finish it but i'm gonna finish it yeah oh. so um today the day you're watching or watching listening to this i said watching i'm confused there's a certain little show out of spain that's available on netflix you might know it it's called elite i'm nervous fumble that's I haven't finished all the shorts yet. Which ones have, have you only seen Nadia and Guzman? Only Nadia and Guzman. I started Guzman Ugh. and Kaye and Rebe, but I got like two that seconds into it. Oh my God. That one is hysterical. I don't even like Kaye that much. And I thought she was amazing. <laughs> I thought Kaye, she was so yeah. funny. Kaye is kind of annoying. I do love Rebe though. I love her. It's so good. It's so funny. That one's one of my favorites. I've seen them all. I've been waking up to watch them. Yeah, so if you if you watch Elite, um, the new season comes out today. Awesome. However, they also did this thing in the week leading up to the release where they released shorts. Um, was it one a day each week? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, each one week? a day for the whole oh, week. For the so week. four. There's four total. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they're it, they're all like three parters, and they're all like ten minutes each. Which was so stupid. They should have just made it one 30-minute episode, but whatever. Yeah, because I, I sit down to watch the Nadia and Guzman short. I'm thinking it's like 10 minutes, and I'm like, cool, whatever. Well, the first one ends with Nadia and Guzman, like, fighting. <laughs> and, like, Nadia walks out, and I text Brenna. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand why they did it that way either, but it, oh, whatever. Yeah, so um, I got to watch the other ones. I haven't watched them yet. And then I will dive into the season. But um, that's really good. What are you watching right now? Um, I watched all of Love, Victor season two mm, uh, last weekend. It, it was excellent. I liked it a lot better than season one. Season one was fine. Like, I didn't like, I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever watched. But I didn't hate season one either. But I thought season two was beyond, like, I a lot a lot a lot better i loved season two um, i should watch it. that's related to love simon right it's like in the same universe but you i mean you don't have to have seen love simon to like watch love victor hmm. but it's in the same i always forget to the sylvia bush is in it and so then she popped back up this season and i was like oh yeah i forgot you were in this nice um nice. but it's really good it's 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 real. I I loved it. I like said I season one to me was like oh, it's okay. Like it, it was fine. Nothing mm-hmm. special. But I loved season two. Nice, nice. So, um, I watched um, Girls Five Eva on Peacock. That one was just I kind still of okay gotta to finish me. that. Yeah, it, it was just kind still of okay gotta, to me. 
Yeah, I want to check out We Are Lady Parts too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on my list. There's just and then all my shows are getting ready to start coming back. Like I feel like all my shows are getting ready to start coming back. So I feel like now I'm gonna be like busier than ever. Which ones? Well, um, In the Dark season three starts next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else comes back? Oh, Virgin River is getting ready to come back. Um, Never Have I Ever is getting ready to come back, which I adored last year. Um, yeah, I feel like there's something else. I don't remember. Isn't Virgin, I, I, isn't Virgin River like Netflix's Heart of Dixie? Mm, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna like it that much, like, but I really like it. Was it was fine? It's enough <laughs> to make me like want to keep watching it. Like I'm like, is it like? Was I like, oh my god, this is the best thing I've ever seen? No, but was it like the you know Hallmark kind of type small town show that I wanted? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Um. What else? I mean, the big thing that both of us are watching right now is Loki. Oh, yeah, Loki. Duh. It is so good. Yeah, it's very good. Oh, and High School Musical, the musical the series. Duh. I'm the watching back. that, too. Yeah. Because I, like- I always forget about... No, go ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say, I always forget about that one because it's weekly. Because it's Disney Plus. So it's, all, <laughs> it's a weekly binge. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a new episode out. But I do like it, so. <laughs> um, I feel like as a millennial, I'm just not allowed to watch that. Not allowed to watch what? High School Musical, the musical, the series. I'm a millennial. That's true. Yeah, but you're like a later. You're you're a younger millennial. Like that. It's it's okay. I'm I'm. I think Why the term do you think now. You can't watch it. I, well, because I think the term now is geriatric millennial, and that's me. I qualify under that, so I feel like I'm like not allowed. I stayed away from driver's license until I heard it on the radio, and then once I heard it, I was like, "Who hurt her? I want to kick his ass." Have you listened to Sour at all? No. Oh my, it is like, it's like a masterpiece. What are you, Gina? (laughs) I've heard Driver's License. I've heard Good For You, which sounds like a Paramore song. I haven't heard the other ones, no. You are missing out. Well, I feel like I'm not allowed. I feel like if I- Everybody in our group chat is listen to Sour. Okay, okay. And, and I'm not the oldest in our group chat. So, no, okay. no, okay. no. I just feel like if I go near it, people are going to be like, old person. <laughs> like, No. Okay. All right, fine. Um, Loki's really good, but we won't get into details on that because we may We or can't may not. talk about it until yeah. July. Yeah, we can't talk about it until July. So um, that's been really good. What else have I been watching that I've like been dying to talk about? Um, uh, well, Defending Jacob, we all know I watched that because I was losing my mind over it because Chris Evans is a snack. Um let me see because I, I keep a list so <laughs> yeah list. i think that's everything like recently yeah i think it is too um i finished selena the series part two so oh i watched that panel i watched that panel too yeah that was it was good it was good i still want to watch that eventually i don't think it'll ever be as good like the movie is just like yeah i love the movie so much nothing so will ever replace be... the movie i know john Seda. i mean with a ponytail i know it's weird but i love it um yeah it's just not but i did like that panel i just i remember that you're at upfront what what i was gonna say sex life comes out next week and i'm very excited for that because what channel is that on episode netflix Hmm. 
you cannot it is not appropriate for any other thing other than streaming got it now that i've seen the pilot it is yeah it has to be I've where seen. does it rank if you compare it to elite um in terms of uncomfortable episode. sex scenes not uncomfortable you just see let's put it this way you, there is a lot of sarah shahi's body like a lot like sarah a Shahi's lot in of, it. okay oh yeah she's the main girl cool she's the main woman um, one chicago and, alumni by the way and there is a lot of her okay body hmm. so, so we'll see that's your tv roundup for now uh uh, yeah, We Are Lady Parts, I'm going to jump into at some point. Um, there are some other streaming shows that I've been like, I need to dive into that. And then I got an email from Hulu today. And they were like, check out some old shows we've got. And I was scrolling through and they had Rescue Me, which is an old firefighter show from FX um, that Dennis Leary was in. And I sat in on a panel with Dennis Leary years ago at ATX and like hardly anybody went to it, which blew my mind because it was about 9-11, the effects on storytelling. And Dennis Leary was an incredible panelist. He did. I haven't watched it yet, but he did the conversation with Michael J. Fox. Oh, cool. Yesterday. Love Michael J. Fox. Yeah, because he was being awarded one of those ATX awards. I don't remember which one. Yeah, but. I should I should go back and watch that. Um, I've never seen Back to the Future. Can you believe that? <laughs> Gina. I've never seen it. Nope. And you're older than me? I'm older than you. Yep. I yep. think I've only seen it once, but I've seen it. P.S. While it's still on my mind, somebody turns one year older this weekend, and it's not me. <laughs> so go blow up Brina's Twitter. Um, that yeah. is correct. correct. You're on the other side of your 20s. I know. Well, not officially. Not yet. Not till Sunday night. <laughs> Three more days. Three more days, and then you're officially mid to late 20s. That is, cr- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know uh, how I feel about that. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, please. I officially hit mid 30s this year. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I was at a birthday party last week for one of my boyfriend's friends who's turning 29, and he's like, oh, next year's the big three zero. I'm like, shut your mouth, child. I'm like, That's nothing. <sighs> anyway. Okay. Yeah. So that was TV Roundup. Um, I just wanted to do that because I like to talk about other shows sometimes. Um, did you watch the Younger series finale? I haven't even started. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm ever going to finish it, frankly. I know what happens, but same. I can't. <sighs> yeah. I also don't know how I feel about the bold type right now because I'm behind on the bold type, but I know what's going on. I haven't on. started that season yet either. I yeah. can't. I can't. I can't. I, I'm behind, but I know what's going on, and it's the kind of stuff that makes you stop and be like, "Seriously?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just—that's one of those moments where, like, I get that they want to make it true to life and everything, and this is something that happens in real life with Sutton and Richard. But like, it's Sutton and Richard. Why couldn't we have our happy ending? If they get a happy ending, then I'll turn it back on and I'll make myself sit through it. But I don't know otherwise. Yeah. So we'll see. Know. Um. Yeah, I mean, you guys know the drill. Like, any TV thoughts, any news, anything, just just email us. Even if you want to say hi, just email us. We don't care. We love it. We love to talk to people. Okay, shall we get into this crossover? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so if you're wondering where in the timeline we are, we're way, way back in 2015. Roman is still around. Mills is still around. Al, Antonio, um, Cruz is still on truck. Um, Gabby is a firefighter 
Brett is brand new. Brett's brand new. Um, what else is going on? Aaron and Jay just got together for the first time. Casey and Dawson are not together. They just broke up for like the third time. Um, I don't think it was like the third time, but no, I think up. this is the first time they broke up. It's hard to keep track, dude. I think this is the first time they broke up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this is way back in the day. So it's been like crazy because this is about where Noah is in his like actual first time watching. And I was like, man, if you were just so, if you were just like a little bit more close caught up, you could have recorded with us. And he's like, no, I'm like, I will get you on here one day. It's going to happen. We got to like dupe him into coming on the podcast sometime. We got to, we'll figure something out. We got to do it. I know it's got to happen. It, it's going to happen. Okay, so the way the, to start the whole crossover, we got to go to one episode before this. So Fire 312. All you really need to know about that episode is that it ends with this fire at the storage facility. And there's like propane, there's like, there's bomb stuff, or not bomb stuff, but like fire stuff, right? And in that fire, they find a newspaper clipping from the warehouse call, the warehouse call that ended season two, aka when Shay died. So that's what leads us into this. Okay, so we start off, Gabby and Severide go over to OFI and they are like, hey, we found this evidence. Shay was murdered. This is what's going on. Um, But they removed evidence from the scene. So the OFI person, her name's Cunningham. She's like, yeah, there's there's nothing that we can do here. You removed evidence. You didn't photograph it. Like, you idiots. What the hell? Um, It is really sad that I saw Cunningham and my first thought was, I don't remember. Did Kelly sleep with her? I don't think so. I don't think he did either, but I'm really like, I'm kind of sad and disappointed that that was my first thought. <laughs> I was trying to remember, I guess she like pops back up. She looks so familiar and I keep getting her confused with the FBI agent. The one that he did sleep with? Yes. No, 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 no. The one with the son. Oh, I don't remember her name, but I remember JJ. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just, I just, there, there's, this is the time where Kelly's has a lot of women in his life. And I was like, the circle of Severide is in prime condition. Prime. Just prime. like, I just like, I have this vision of like Dr. Strange doing this thing where he makes the portal. <laughs> that's like the circle of Severide is Dr. Strange, like making the circle. <laughs> okay. So. This is becoming the new One Tree Hill is like, how long does it take for Gina makes a Marvel reference? Okay, so over at Cruz and Otis's place. Oh, and this is, we got a Baba reference in this episode too. Like, yeah, so much good stuff happens. Okay, so Baba shows up. Uh, there are so many cute things about this moment, most of which being when Baba walks in and Otis like introduces them and he looks at Joe and he points at him and he goes, Ker Otis, like explaining <laughs> Otis. It's so cute. Oh my God. I love it so much. Um, and Joe is forever. Crotus forever. Crotus forever. Do we, how do we not have a shirt that says that yet? I don't know. We have the brother. I will be here with you all. I'll be with you always shirt, but we need a Haley version of that shirt though. Cause the one we have is like my shitty Photoshop skills. Um, not shitty. Not great though. It's okay. Yeah. 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 Um, side note though, I did get procreate and it is so much fun game changer. Um, anyway, 
anyway. So uh, yeah, the Kurt Otis moment was the cutest thing. And then um, when he's walking away with Baba and he's like, yeah, I texted you. And then Chris is like, does she even speak English? And Otis just kind of turns around and he's like, nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, R.A.P. Otis. I know. I know. I hope he and Shay are like vibing in Chicago heaven. Oh, I'm sure they are. I hope they're roommates in Chicago heaven. Oh my, yes. Bring back the, because they were roommates once before. Mm-hmm. Bring that back. Yeah. In heaven. Yep. Yep. They're roommates. And then like Al has his own house and then he's just like, man, those kids and their rock music. Mm-hmm. Chicago heaven. Oh, man. It makes me want to, like, cry just thinking about it. Oh, my God. But Al totally hangs out with Jin, so he's not lonely. Jin! I forgot that Jin would be in one Chicago heaven. I know! (laughs) It just makes me sad. We need a one Chicago heaven shirt. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It just makes me sad. I need a one Chicago heaven fan fiction. That's what I need. Oh, my God. Yeah. I have ideas, but I don't know if I can write that one. But uh, yeah, it, yes, please, please do. I haven't even finished my second one. Second one? You started a second one? Yes, you know this. I do know this. My brain is fried. Apologies. The second one I haven't finished it yet. The one shot. Mmm. Well, right, there right. was one shots, but yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't have it in me to write like full on chapters. It, I. Nope. I can barely write the one shot. More power to you, to those fanfic authors who do. Go on with your bad self, because that mm-hmm. takes a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 So. Okay, yeah. So Baba comes over to Curtis's place. It's adorable. Meanwhile, Shay's sister Megan comes to town and she stops into 51. Um, yeah, surprise. Shay had a sister named Megan. We didn't know that until this episode nope nope it's okay yeah it's fine it's cool it's fine so um so Bowden comes out to interrupt them and I totally forgot about this Sev has a call from Kevin Hadley Mm -hmm. like I would say that you know we're taking it back to the vault with that one but this is only season three so we're really not taking it back that far not that far no but yeah it is a nice little throwback so Hadley I'll, the, the first word I think of when it comes to Hadley is firebug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the arsonist from beginning of two. Yeah, that's beginning of season two. Yeah, yeah. So um, I totally forgot about this. I was just like, oh, Kevin Hadley, holy shit. So he wants Severide to go see him. And Sev goes. And Severide, or not Severide, Hadley got a note in the mail. And it's a picture. It's like the, news, the newspaper article with a sticky note on it. And it just says... They shouldn't have used the word accident. And it's from an admirer. Some serial killer shit. Mm-hmm. Damn. So there's a return address on the envelope. And Severide is like, I don't want to play your games. I just want the damn address. And Hadley's like, no, no. Like, I need a mattress for, you know, they make mattresses for people in chronic pain. Because I don't even remember how the Hadley thing ended up. But he ends, he has he's got burns over half his body. Remember, he ends up there in the middle of the fire he sets or whatever, and he and Severide are, like, wrestling or whatever, and he ends up, Hadley ends up getting burnt on, like, half his body. I don't remember that. I need to go back and uh, watch some Maybe we need episodes. to do that episode. Maybe, Maybe we, we need to do that. Let's do it. I'm cool with it. 
totally cool with it. So <laughs> it's not like we don't have a ton of time coming up. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. So we go back to Megan and Gabby and they're looking at pictures of Shay in the hallway. And Megan's like, I didn't want to come. Like straight up. Didn't want to. And Gabby's like, um, okay. All right. So Gabby introduces her to Sylvie who invites Megan to stay with them, which is sweet because, uh, you know, it, it's like, this is, this is, this, this is good because it's like Brett is getting a crash course in Shay, which like, I want the Stella version of this now. I know. I need to know that Stella knows all about Shay. And she probably does. It's just, I want to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I just, I, you know, we can only just imagine how she is about it, but I'm sure, I mean, you know, I imagine there's, there's certain things that Severide probably hasn't told Stella about Shay just because they had such a bond, but yeah. Well, and it makes me think about that line from earlier this season when Severide, you know, switches out the doors or whatever, Mm -hmm. and he's talking to Gallo and Mackie and he's talking about, you know, how, um, people who knew Shay in this house are getting less and less, you know, the more Mm -hmm. people move on. And so it's important to, you know, keep reminding people who she was and how she is still the heartbeat of that firehouse. And obviously this is kind of just the first example we see of that, like somebody else who didn't know Shay learning about her. And I just, you know, I think it's Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, So they all get called to this fire at like a monetary exchange which is weird. Um, and remember, Casey and Dawson are broken up at this point. So the call is really weird. There's like bulletproof glass that like all the smoke is trapped behind there. And Casey's like, hey, we can use this like ax torch or something to get through the glass. And then it's like, Cruz picks up this thing and it's like a fire extinguisher with like, with like think of like a 4th of July sparkler on the end of it. Um, and just totally like melts through the glass. Like, no big deal. Okay, cool. Whatever. Um, and Casey climbs through. He has a little bit of a scare, but, you know, he gets the guy out. And then they have this moment outside where Dawson's just like, damn, baby, don't scare me like that. Like, you just, okay. All right. Like, okay, that's a little awkward, but yeah. okay. I feel like Gabby doesn't really talk to him like that and, like, call him pet names like that. So it was a little, little. It's a little weird. A little it's weird. Just, it's a little weird. Yeah, a little weird. Like, even babe, I could understand. But baby is, like, a whole extra syllable. Yeah. No, Charlie and I definitely don't call each other that. We just call each other babe because it's fast. Like, yeah. Hmm, I don't know. But yeah, they're broken up. So like totally awkward. Like awkward, awkward turtle. Yeah. <laughs> Have you never seen that before? No, I, I know what that is. Have you seen the awkward turkey? No. Yeah, awkward turkey. <laughs> okay. You guys, friend is so over me and she has a whole hiatus to deal with me. Sorry okay i love you mean it i love you too <laughs> she's like most of the time most of the time um <laughs> uh, yeah okay so when they get back to 51 cruz is grilling poor otis he's like when is baba leaving sylvie and i are celebrating our three-month anniversary this is when sylvie and um, joe were a thing it's so weird it is so weird i don't i mean and i'm not even saying this is like a bretzy person now it's so weird i it's the least favorite of both yeah it's not wait wait even if we back it up even to after the call let's back it up there you want to talk about moments that are like you forget that this is like totally early um when casey comes out of there brett's like let me check you um (laughs) my brain didn't even like my brain just didn't even hesitate was just like oh yeah brettsy and i was like wait wait no it's season three (laughs) 
I know it's crazy. And she's such a bit, you know, she has her longer hair and she looks like such a baby. It's just, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's wild. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So then we fast forward, but yeah, Sylvie and Dro are a thing. So weird. At least though, I mean, if this episode in 2015, it's been six years now. So hopefully they're at a point now where, you know, obviously Joe has Chloe. He's got a baby on the way. Hopefully they can just laugh at it now. I think it's fine. They were never that serious. No. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. Um, but apparently Baba is moving in. Baba. She was the best. Um, so Otis tries to pull at Joe's heartstrings and he's like, Baba's the only one who ever wanted me to be a firefighter. Um, but Joe's just like, stop. Like, whatever. Um, there's also a tidbit in there that apparently Otis has bunk beds, which doesn't surprise me in the least. No, but how awkward. No, totally awkward, but also totally Otis. Oh, it does what? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, okay, so Severa gets the envelope from Hadley and takes it to Bowden. He's like, yeah, this is the address. It's just a vacant lot. And Bowden's like, no, actually, it's not just a vacant lot. It's the address of the fire where basically Mills's dad was killed Um and Bowden got pretty burned up too. So it's it's a significant location to them. They just do such an incredible job of crafting this villain because he is just so sinister. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he knows all of their buttons to push. Yep. And which ones to push when and how that one's going to affect this one. And yeah. 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 They just did a really good job of crafting this villain for, you know, what, two episodes. So, um, Bowden calls Mills in, tells him what they found. And Mills is upset. He's like, why would you just tell me this? Like, why? And I get it. At first, I was just like, well, you shouldn't have told them. But then I was like, no. Like, if I'm Mills and that information is kept from me, I'm pissed. Well, you also have to remember, too, that this comes after all of the stuff that went down when Mills has found out about Bowden and his mom and that secret and whatever. And so this is after all of that. And so I'm sure Bowden was like, hey, I just got to tell you, you know, straight up versus like hiding it from you yet again. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Did we get to ask Derek about Peter Mills and bringing him back? I don't remember. Not this time, but I think we've asked him that before. It's just just forever on the bring back peter mills train i mean hey episode five this year is episode 200 so oh my goodness i know i know and there's a shirt idea like a, a train and then like maybe mills just photoshopped like coming out of the top or something and mill i mean hey isn't charlie still in chicago or filming gonna be filming in chicago because of his show i think so yeah so Make it happen. Swing on over to the firehouse. Make it happen. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. I mean, you can't tell me he moved away from Chicago and never came back. I don't know. I don't believe it, but. Although his whole family did move with him, didn't they? Yeah, but you're telling me he's never been back to, like, visit? I don't know. I know. He's got friends there, surely. Yeah, exactly. We're just forever going to be on this uh, this bandwagon of bringing Peter Mills back. I'm not going to rest until it happens. Me neither. Those are our two campaigns for life, is bring Peter Mills back and get Atwater a love interest. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. So the next day, or... Um, yeah, okay, so so Bowden's like, dude, I promise, like, if this is true, I will not rest until justice is served. Like, I'm going to handle this. Don't worry. Uh, 
over at Sylvie and Dawson's place because Sylvie and Dawson are still living together at this point, uh, which I totally forgot about too. Uh, they're having a little wine night and they're reminiscing on Shay. And Megan is show, like Megan is telling this really hilarious story about how Shay came out to her. Uh, so good. It's so good, and it's also very Shay. Uh, how mm-hmm. like basically Megan like walked in on her with this other girl, and she just looks at her and just goes, "Sister, we gotta talk." Uh, and then she <laughs> flat out was like, "I like girls." Like. pretty funny yeah it's funny and i love that i love to see brett like laughing along too because like brett's getting to know her even though she never really knew her Mm -hmm. she's like again i just i just want the stella version i just want the stella version yep so then the next day gabby's like okay well megan why don't you ride with brett and mills um so you can see what shay did every day um like poor megan both times that she's just like "Mm, no i'm good brett's like you're coming (laughs) Yeah, poor Brett. That's Brett for you. That's Brett. That's Brett. Our little Hufflepuff Brett. Uh, so they get called to this apartment complex where there's this guy who's behind this gate and he's just screaming police like over and over. Um, I feel like this is a call that would get a lot more attention nowadays because it's pretty nuanced here. So this guy is like screaming. He's like, please, please, please. Yeah, or not Gabby. Sylvie goes in, tries to talk to the guy. Well, he charges her and puts a knife to her throat. And Sylvie's like, I know you don't want to hurt me. Like straight up, I know you don't want to hurt me. And he's just saying stuff. He's like, no, but like I have to. Well, Mills tackles him and he looks at Mills and he just says, tell them that I'm armed and dangerous. Like, that's exactly what you have to do. Like say that. Burgess and Roman roll up. Hi Burgess, fuck you Roman. Um, (laughs) But yeah, they roll up and that's exactly what Mills says. He's like, he's armed and dangerous. And the guy turns around and he says, thank you. And Mills is like, the fuck? Um, and he just says, he's like, it's a parole violation. Like I'm not cut out for the outside. Like your heart just kind of breaks. You're just like, oh man, poor guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a statement on, you know, how we treat mental health in this country. Um, but yeah, just poor guy. You feel for him. Yeah. Um, but they go back and Megan's, Megan's kind of upset. She's just like, this is what Shay did every single day. And like, she just made inappropriate jokes and she never went into detail. She never told me about any of it. Uh, and Mills is just like, that's how she was. Like, she never wanted to waste anyone's time worrying about her. She just wanted to make everyone smile. Uh, this episode is really nice too, in terms of where it's placed, because like, you know, you have 301 where you have always, and that's like a chance to say goodbye to Shay, but then like you get 10 episodes of just moving on and then you kind of get to revisit it. And this is, I feel like this is good closure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, especially with the way it ends, but yeah, it definitely is. But I don't know. Part of me wishes like, I get that this ep- whole crossover is about, you know, getting justice, you know, for Shay and finding her killer and, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it also, sometimes it feels a little bit overshadowed because it's a crossover, mm-hmm. like by the, fact that it's a crossover i don't know but yeah and they did this a lot in the early days with the crossovers where they were like it's a crossover however like fire was its own episode and then they completely would like just pick up the focus and like turn around and be like and now pd has the episode um and they'd still jam like all this other storyline into that and it's like oh my god like i feel like 20 things happened in this episode the early crossovers are not very seamless that's how i'll put it not very seamless. No, no, no. no. Um, still good, but you know, not the ones we have now. So back at 51, 
The boys are playing cornhole and Cruz gets Otis to promise him that nothing will interrupt his date with Sylvie. Hilarious. Otis is like, it's totally fine. Baba goes to bed at 8 p.m. So the OFI captain stops by to talk to Severide and Bowden and she asks if she can borrow Sev for an hour just as like intimidation, air quotes. So they go to the storage unit. They get the owner to look through some pictures. They zero in on Gish. And he's been accused of arson twice, but nothing has really ever stuck. Well, they go find this guy's place of work. And it's like the most uncomfortable conversation ever. Ever. So awkward. Excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt your conversation, but I, I, are you a firefighter? Yeah, I am. I thought I recognized you from, from the news. Terrible collapse a few months ago. Another firefighter was killed, right? The paramedic? Horrible, horrible tragedy. Just, just awful. Uh, lunch break. What's your name? You already know that. Who just walks up to somebody and is like, hey, you're that guy from the news. It's so awkward. I think the thing that gives me the chills the most is when Sev is like, what's your name? And he, or I think it's Cunningham, is like, what's your name? And he's like, you already know that. And I'm just like, oh my God, that's so, it's so crazy. Oh my God. And like, he knows exactly, and Void even says this in the PD portion, how he knows just how to walk right up to the edge and not go over. Like, it's crazy because everything is just, he basically tells them in this scene, like, I did this, but they can't get him because he didn't really say it. Mm -hmm. so herman shows megan around the bunk room shows her shay's bunk and everything and herman tells this story about shay's first day first day she waltzes in here drops her stuff strips down bare ass nude and walks to the shower <laughs> no one knew what to do We miss her, Megan. She was the heartbeat of. We all move on, right? But you never forget. Not a girl like Shay. I mean, again, My that's heart. the most shade thing ever. It's so precious. And uh, Herman just being Herman, knowing the right thing to say and how to comfort Megan. And it's just, oh. I thought it was it was sweet how he called her the heartbeat of 51, especially because when you fast forward to when Herman is stabbed, I think it's Cruz who calls him the beating heart of 51. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like the baton got passed. Yeah. Sweet. It's really sweet. But Mouch interrupts yeah. them and tells them it's time. So... Everybody's in their blues. They go out on the apron and they have this kind of just a special memorial service for Shay. So Bowden, fe Bowden speaks first and then Gabby. A lot's changed at 51 since losing Shay. We've welcomed in new friends. We got a new rig. And, uh, and a dream of mine came true. But here's what hasn't changed. This house, 
this family. It's all as strong as it ever was. Stronger, even. Because I think, um, I think that deep down in the quiet moments, we think to ourselves, Shay would want us to be better. She'd want us to lean on each other. And she'd want us to represent her every time we go out. You had an amazing sister, Megan. And I am so lucky to have been her friend. I love so many parts of this speech. I, I love how she references the quiet moments and then she's like, Shay would want us to be better. It just, it reminded me too, I, you know, we did a, our Bro TP episode recently and it just reminded me how great of a Bro TP they really were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that bugs me about this is like, why didn't Seb get to say anything? I don't know, Seb's the one that, you know, takes, presents the Shay's name on the side of 61, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I guess because I my guess honestly though is like it more has to do with maybe like them setting up for the ending with Gabby. Mm -hmm. Like I if the end of the crossover, I don't know. That's just Probably. me guessing. It, yeah. it's just maybe that, but I and we also got the videotape moments with Seb. Like I think we got Sev's grieving mm -hmm. not that we needed to you know I don't think we needed to see that again yes I would have liked to seen that obviously because hello we love that relationship but I think we already had a lot of Sev dealing with Shay's death that's a good point I'm just selfish um yeah so yeah, I mean yeah yeah so Bowden presents Megan with the flag and they ring the bells and Sev basically presents they they this is how this is the origination of Shay's name on the Embodor I kind of forgot it was this episode, though. Me too. Like, I knew, obviously, it was early on, and I knew it was, like, right after she died, but I couldn't, I did not remember it was in the crossover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel like every time we cover an old episode, we're like, I totally forgot how many iconic moments are in this. Like, every time we cover an early episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. So, um, Gabby and Matt, they're out at dinner. And Matt's just like, hey, like, I really appreciated what you said at Shay's memorial. And Gabby just looks at him and she's like, did we blow it? And he just goes, yep. Like, straight up, yep. yep. Um, yeah, or, or I did. Uh, and so, you know, they just kind of hash it out. And she's just like, I just really wanted to be a candidate. And Matt's just like, you know, you're a great firefighter. I'm not sorry that I get to lead you. I also get to look out for you. So win-win. Um, which is, you know, a big contrast after they had that conversation in Santa Vice when he was like, I'm trying to be your boyfriend and your lieutenant and you can't respect either one. Mm -hmm. So um, Gabby just asks if they can kind of put themselves on hold and get the whole career thing situated. And Matt agrees to it. And then they start gossiping about Otis, like they're all friends. And that lasts all of, what, four episodes before uh, Med blows up the first time? Second time. I think it's six episodes, but yeah. I always think it's isn't 317. It, 319? it probably is 319. I keep thinking it's 317. I'm looking it up. I think you're right. Yeah, 
just like researching away. Um, yeah, I think it is 319. Okay, so it lasts all of six episodes. Yeah, it is. Which like during the time it felt like forever, but really you hear six episodes, you're like, oh, that's not bad. Mm-mm. It's not bad. Um, yeah, so they just start gossiping away. So Sylvie shows up to the Crotus apartment and <laughs> they're making out, things are getting hot and heavy and <laughs> Sylvie so looks weird. up. It's so weird. I, like, I feel like it's weird like that Sylvie and Cruz are making out to begin with. Cause I mean, yeah, like I know there have been couples in Chicago history where you've been like, really those two. I mean, the first one I think of is like April and Ethan, really those two. Um, but then you're like, okay, guess I'll embrace them. And that's exactly how I felt with these two. I don't even remember because I was binging. I don't even remember really what I thought about them in, you know, early in the early days, but <laughs> like now no way i can't i i don't want to see it i don't want to nope 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 nope. and it has nothing to do with the fact like it has nothing to do with the fact that i prefer them with other people they are just weird together yeah i can't see them together no 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 No. uh yeah so they're all making out and right when things are starting to get like hot and heavy sylvia looks up and she looks right at baba and (laughs) baba is knitting and smiling like she's just loving what she's seeing she's just like hey this is cool the most (laughs) awkward thing ever but also hilarious hilariously awkward yeah yeah very hilariously awkward so um (laughs) poor cruz he's like baba it's late and she's just like yeah like just loving the show not knowing anything that's going on nope not at all nope 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 so Bowden, we go back to Molly's. Bowden and his dad are drinking together because this is when Bowden's dad is around. And he's sick. And he's sick. Has Donna come into the picture yet? Yeah, they get married at the end of season two, remember? Because right. that's when Casey proposes to Gabby initially, right before this happens. And Gabby can't even say her answer. And because they get, get called, called to the fire where Shay dies. Yes oh my goodness and they're like hold that thought and then shay goes and gets killed and it's a whole (sighs) sad sad yeah so Bowden and his dad are drinking at molly's his dad's alarm for his meds goes off and you know his dad is just like what the hell is a couple more months if i'm too sick to enjoy it and he's like i'm going out on my own terms and Bowden's like no you're not going anywhere uh but Bowden's dad is like hey let's throw a party and Bowden's like cool yeah we'll do that that's that's fine so at the other part of Molly's, Megan, Sev, Mills, Dawson, and Casey. It's an old school party right there. Um, <laughs> that's a throwback right there. So they're all drinking at Molly's and they're joined by Bowden and Cunningham comes in. And she's just like, okay, so OFI is not pursuing Gish right now. And they're like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? So she's just like, yeah, my boss has been doing this for a while. He knows which cages will stick and which won't, at least not yet. I think the subtext here is like, this wasn't my decision. My boss is an idiot. Pretty much. Yeah. So she's like apologizing. She's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I can't, I I can't do anything. Gabby just up and gets out. Gabby's like, fuck this shit. Yeah, no, Gabby goes, Gabby goes full Gabby. She goes full Gabby Dawson. Um, walks her ass outside and just puts the phone to her ear and she just goes, I need your help. And this is one of those moments in the early crossovers that make you just go, oh, so she goes, I need your help. And we like, we see who she's talking to and they cut to the 21st and Antonio goes, sure, sis, what do you need? And that's the moment we're all like, oh, snap, oh, snap, it's Antonio. (laughs) 
yeah. yeah. Which is really, I think, how we'd re- all react now if that were to happen. If, if like, oh man, yeah. oh man, Anto- yeah. I know. I want that to happen though. One day, I just want them to like be somewhere in the middle, like tra- going after a case, and then Antonio shows up, and they're like, "Oh shit!" I know, I know. John, I think, is in Australia right now, still shooting La Brea. I remember. Is correctly. it Australia or New Zealand? I thought it was Australia. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, one of those places. One of those places. Yeah, he's shooting La Brea, which I think is a pilot that'll come to NBC. I think in the fall. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sci-fi, so hopefully NBC treats it better than they treated Manifest. Didn't even watch it, but NBC has been ice cold this, these past couple of weeks with the cancellations. Yeah. Oh, it's Australia. You're right. It's Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah, and NBC has been making it rain cancellations. It's not not nice. Not nice. I know. I still have one hanging out, and I don't know what's going to happen to it. Oh, what show are you in on? Good Girls. Because they're getting really? ready to come back. Yeah, they did, like, nine episodes. And I don't remember how many more they have left, but it comes back next week. So I wonder. I bet they're probably waiting for those last, you know, five or six to air before they make a decision. But it has not been picked up or canceled, though. Yikes. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't understand why, like, literally manifest hit netflix and got canceled the next day really mm-hmm. just just and again well, I it, don't... Was, it was literally like the day two it was like oh it hit netflix and then the cast contracts just so happened to be up the next day so they were like oh we're gonna cancel it before that and i was like fuck you fuck you yes and again i never watched it but i mean i love anything with josh dallas he's forever my prince charming i heard it's good like it's been on my kind of like when i need something to watch like let's let me like try to start that list but yeah it's sad now that it's been canceled i i can't do it unless it gets saved because i'm gonna I, i'm gonna get attached and then like just be heartbroken when you know i'm like That's i know it. and zoe i was literally gonna start zoe's too and then zoe's got canceled and i was like well damn yep yep, yep. zoe's was i feel like zoe's was starting to pick up steam too like to the point where i was like maybe i should watch this but sad yeah I'm just shaking my finger at NBC. Not nice. Rude. Okay. So that's the fire portion of the crossover. Uh, yeah, that's the fire portion. Now, the, this this was there were no one Chicago Wednesdays at this point. So, like, this happened, and then you had to wait, like, one or two nights to find out what happened on the PD portion. Crazy. Could you imagine the infection crossover being spread out over, like, three nights? It wouldn't have worked. No. No. Crazy. No. Okay. Raina, take it away. Okay. So there's a couple different things going on here. So we start out and Burgess and Roman stop by Platt's desk and Platt, they just notice that she's like unusually happy. So they're like, okay, take note. Got it. And okay. Context for this too. Remember Lindsay went off the last time we did an episode, last week's episode of PD we covered, Uh we, Lindsay was kind of considering whether she was going to go to task force spoiler alert she does and but it's not for her and so this is her first episode back from her time in the task force and so of course she returns and all the guys are busting her chops and they're you know making fun of her pantsuits and yada 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 and it's all in good fun the task force for making coffee yes <laughs> so good so good so good uh, um so Antonio steps out, though, to go meet Gabby at the place where Gish works. So she takes, they go in and confront him in front of his colleagues. And Antonio makes this, like, huge scene. And 
it doesn't really hold up in 2021 standards. And so Antonio's like, did you just spit in my eye? He's like, that's assaulting an officer. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, I don't think it held up under 2015 standards either. That moment was really like cringe. It was cringe, but not in this. It was cringe because like, that's just a weird line and a thing Mm -hmm. to say. It's not... It what it it didn't hold up now because of obviously everything that's going on. Yeah. But like then back then I think that was just a weird line. I don't think it was not, you know, it wasn't taboo like it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, and Antonio ends up like arresting him for no real reason. I was like, that would not go that's over today. Not, no, that's not good. I was like, obviously, I want him to get Gish too. Like I get why he did it, but I'm like, that does not hold up. Yeah, and it's it's funny if you like you take this moment and then you get this moment at the like towards the end when Gish and or not Gish, uh, Gabby and Antonio have like a little bitty disagreement, and Gabby's like arrest him, make something up, and Antonio's like I can't do that. Well, you did before. Yeah, you did before. So again, they arrest him, they bring him in, and so Voight and Antonio go in and question him, and he. he Gish is going on and on and about how like the challenge would be to get away with it more than once and blah 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 and basically again he all but admits that he did it so but without actually saying hey I did it so he knows how to get under people's skin and but then his lawyer shows up and like ruins the party and it's like okay I do love the moment when um yeah, he talks about, like, you know, the challenge would be getting away with more than once. And so Voight starts, like, lighting matches and just kind of, like, throwing them in his face. Like, again, something else that would not hold up for today's standards. No, but I did love it. Is that wrong? It's it's cool cinematically. Yeah, and I I would really prefer him doing that than, like, jumping across the table and, like, beating the shit out of a perp. Yeah, but we don't need to burn perps either. We don't need to burn perps either. No. So... Uh, but so we're back in the bullpen. Antonio and Voight start bringing everyone else up to speed about what's going on. You know, about they think, you know, Gish is the one who killed Shay and yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Um, and Antonio's just like, as far as I'm concerned, we don't sleep until this lunatic roasts. We don't burn perps. We no. don't burn perps. Did you also catch the moment when they were interrogating him um, when basically he was like, he, he recognized Antonio and then he's like, oh, I see. And he looks at, he's like, dialed up a little police brutality, I see. Like, yeah. are you from the future? So the plan of attack for intelligence is to basically just do kind of play his own game, like get under his skin and try to catch him in the act. So Alan Ruzik head out and Platt stops them. And she's like, again, still cheery and asks them if like they need patrol for backup. And Burgess and Roman are watching this whole thing and they're like, what the fuck is going on here <laughs> so they go and approach platt and to test her burgess asks like hey can i switch shifts tomorrow so i can go to a cake making class we're doing layers isn't that so fun and Platt <laughs> like obviously doesn't want to say yes she wants to like rip burgess to shreds but she does as burgess she does do that so burgess is like okay something's up like this is not normal plat behavior it's it's the part where she goes save me a slice that's just yum yum in my tum tum i die every time so good it's so good amy is a legend like amy morton is just so good and i just uh i will always forever kick myself that we didn't get enough time with her i went chicago day i know and i wish that i used my time with her that i got the first one chicago day i went to like more because i feel like i didn't use it as good enough as i could have oh my god she's she's so good and apparently she's nothing like Platt either um 
I remember the yeah. first the first con talking to Christian at Molly's and he's known Amy for like decades. Um, and he's like, no, she's nothing like Platt. Like, she's really quiet and she's really sweet. And I'm just like, really? Really? Can only ever see her as Platt. Okay. So, every, okay, so they start digging into, you know, Gish and his back or whatever. So, Al and Risa go to Gish's workplace, talk to his boss. Apparently, he's, you know, never been a problem employee whatsoever. He went to Northwestern for business school. So, Halstead and Lindsay are like, hey, we're going to go check that out. <laughs> so, they start talking to one of Gish's professors. And the professor mentions that Gish, had, you know, was in a wheelchair during his time at Northwestern. And they're like, huh? Because that obviously does not not fit who he is right now so then they go to gish's mom's house and she says that adrian was killed in an office fire 12 years ago and so Lindsay and hall start start to realize that this guy whoever this guy is stole adrian gish's identity crazy so then the lawyer for gish because again gish is not actually gish came by and said he legally changed his name 10 years ago and his birth name was Ross Clayton McGowan. And apparently this lawyer is like lodged a complaint with CFPD and plans to say what I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, dude, whatever. <laughs> Real um, cute. That's when Hank is like, yeah, they have pre-printed void forms. Yeah. So then we cut to Halstead and Lindsay chatting in the break route about them and their relationship because like gina said they're like hooking up and kind of together at this point so yeah so 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 just because i'm back doesn't mean i want to quit me and you i don't know i'm not really the sneak around behind dad's back kind of guy says the guy that works undercover <laughs> let's just come clean Void will respect us more if we look him in the eye. Or we keep our personal lives personal. It's nobody's business but ours. Hey, Fort wants to move out. Yep, got it. To be continued. Yep. It's just so like the early days of Linstead is like so cute. It is so cute. I know. I, I think I put their hook up, like their first kiss. Like I think I put that on my top 10 favorite scenes just because, I mean, it was everything you could have ever wanted. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's pretty it's perfect. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, Halstead doesn't want to come clean, but Lindsay or Halstead wants to come clean. Lindsay doesn't. Story of everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Void has Burgess and Roman go follow Gish McGowan, whatever you want to call him. And while meanwhile, Intelligence said is is at his house, like with a search warrant and just like makes it a mess. Void's just like tear it apart. And they're just like, boop knock the bookcase over do this i'm like that's a little a little much yeah is that is that truly necessary like you see that in shows when they execute search warrants that they just destroy the place but like is that is that necessary it's a difference between like say hey if you need to go through every book and you don't put it back exactly the way you found it okay fine but you mm -hmm. do need to knock over like full bookcases and at one point antonio like slams something into the sink and i'm just like why like why are we doing this not no not great not great um can i can i share something about the pizza scene that drives me nuts to this day okay yes i'm, I'm getting there but yes. yeah yeah go ahead go ahead okay so basically so like we said void has burgess and roman follow gish gish goes to a pizza place so so do burgess and roman go to a pizza place 
Gish goes to the bathroom and Burgess wants to follow him, but Roman's like, yeah, hold off. Like he left his cell phone on the table. Is this what your comment is about or? No, what it's about that will, will drive me nuts to this day is that Burgess and Roman park their car in the middle of the, the damn street. street. Yes, 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 they do. In a and real life drives- context. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It drives me insane. Okay, in a real life context, I get it that you parked it in the middle of the street because it's about to go kaboom. Got it. That I understand. In the context of the show, why would you park your car in the middle of the street? Right, and it's not even like in one lane. It's like literally in the middle of like the double lane. It's just like literally like in the middle of everything. None of the sense. None of no. the sense. Like no. I, no cops here do that. No. Unless there is an accident, but obviously that's an accident. That's a different situation. Yeah, and it's not even like they just like parked it and like took the keys out of the ignition. They went in like lights, lights on, lights blinking. Like we're just like whatever. We're just gonna kind of leave our car here. So stupid. Forever will bug me. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Gish was in the bathroom. Burgess wants to follow him. Roman's like, eh, hold off. Gish comes back out and like even stops Burgess and Roman and asks them like whether they're following him, and they're just like, nope. Like, we're just out on patrol, like, doing our jobs, yada, yada, yada. So, Gish leaves the pizza place, and Burgess calls Linstead, who pulls around the corner and starts, it takes over following him. But Gish notices them, and as soon as he hands Jay the pizza that he ordered, because he's like, oh, for the district, Burgess and Roman's patrol car blows up. Like, literally, the moment he hands him the pizza, and it's like, holy shit. It's that line that kills me. He goes, you're underestimating me again. Bam. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the early stuff from, like, the early PD days, some of the stuff that went down was just like, oh, damn. Yeah. So good. So, Burgess and Roman return to the district and start to get yelled at by Platt until the guy who's been, like, there's been this guy sitting behind the desk with her this whole time comes back and she gets all cheery again and so it's not until platt goes out to the drink machine to you know get a drink that Burgess is like okay like spill the tea who what's really who is this guy like what's going on and platt's just like apparently this guy works for the city he's monitoring me and my people skills and Burgess is like okay <laughs> she's like i'm droll and something else like can you imagine so funny i had another thought when i was watching this scene too when burgess and roman walk back in i was just like i kind of asked myself i was like how did they get back and i was like i wonder if they rode with linstead which like that ride back must have been awkward like i'm i'm almost positive linstead were like roasting the crap out of them like wow platt's gonna kill you when you get back kill you kill you like you let your car blow up like Plot's going to kill you. Like, R.I.P. (laughs) y'all. So, Gabby, Megan, and Bowden stop by the district with a map of all the suspected arsons that Gish, McGowan, whatever his name is, has done over the years. And Lindsay mentions cross-referencing these fires with the name Ross McGowan, and Bowden interrupts them. Apparently, Ross McGowan is a stolen identity, too, because McGowan was a firefighter that died in that fire that killed Mills' dad and that Bowden got his scars from. Pushing all those buttons. Yeah. So they leave. You know, they're like, okay, you know, they leave. But but Antonio stops Gabby on her way out, and she's, like, begging him to arrest Gish. This is the scene you were talking about earlier, but Mm -hmm. we just got to play that audio. Sis. 
Which is frustrating because we're all taking this a bit personally now. Antonio, you looked in the man's eyes, right? He's not human. He's not even an animal. He's darkness. I know it. You need to arrest him. You make something up, get him, you throw him in the pit, and you never look back. It doesn't work like that. Boyd does. I've seen it. Wow. Having you come full circle on Boyd. Well, what are you doing? My job. Everyone keeps saying that. Because it's the truth. You may not want to hear it, but I believe in the system, Gabby. Because at the end of the day, it works. Now, we're going to catch Gish in the act, and he's going to spend the rest of his pathetic life right where he belongs, locked up, alone, in the darkness, like you said. I really hope you're right before he kills somebody else, because if he does, that's on you. Uh, I believe in the system because at the end of the day, it works. It is interesting, though. I was thinking about this as I was watching. It would be really interesting that, obviously, I'm missing Antonio for a lot of reasons, but, like, part of me wishes he was around now that we're having all these conversations with Voight. Because even though, obviously, he fucked up earlier this episode, you Mm -hmm. know, with arresting Gish when he really shouldn't have, Mm -hmm. He's still always been on the very opposite side of Voight. Mm-hmm. And I think if he were present now when we're having all the conversations that we had like in season eight, it would be a very interesting conversation. It would, yeah. And I mean, w- w- that you wouldn't you wouldn't have this civil war that's brewing within intelligence because he would be number seven to break like whatever tie there was. Um, well, yeah. I still think you'd have a civil war. It would just maybe have an idea, clearer picture of where, you know, obviously you'd have a majority. Yeah. Um, But I just, I, I think it, it it's interesting. And it just made me even more mad that they ruined Antonio the way they did. I know. I know. He really deserved better. Because, like, even regardless, like I said, even though he messed up earlier this season or earlier in this episode, at, like, at least he, like, he stood for something. And he was always very clear about, like, which side he you know fell on and that he was not really trying to do things the void way and i don't know i just i i missed that part yeah i yeah. Just, i yeah it just made me miss antonio i was like oh so platt leaves the desk at one point she goes to get something in back whatever and burgess's approaches a city guy and tries to put in a good word for platt and she's like giving all her you know all these compliments and how she has charisma and yada 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 etc etc so we go back out on the street. Alan Ruzik are following Gish now, and they follow him to this hardware store. And of course, they're not even like playing it like to try. They're trying to hide. They're like full up, like right on Gish. And Gish starts going on and on to them about why arson is so hard to prove and yada yada yada. And he starts to go check out, and the cashier he notices has like burns on like, like half her face, and apparently she got those from an elementary school fire that Gish knows way too much about. And so clearly this is another one that he is the cause of. You know what else I found fascinating in this crossover was how like the, there's been so much research and analysis that goes into the profile of an arsonist that they were able to peg this guy and be like, well, he's an excitement arsonist. Like he just likes the chaos of it. He doesn't really care if he hurts anybody or kills anybody. If he does, it happens. Mm -hmm. But 
it's interesting that you know he's like he checks up on victims of the fires that he started it's so creepy i was thinking about that too it's so it's so weird yeah. The fact that she knew, like, obviously she's like, what, maybe 16, 17, 18, something mm-hmm. like that. And so he had to have known, been following her because he knows that she works at that hardware store. And it's just like, it's creepy AF. It's yeah, so creepy. it's super creepy. And then they're able to kind of trace back, I mean, based on the burn on his arm, which we'll get to, they're able to kind of trace it back to like the childhood that he had. It's the, the it's just fascinating. Yeah. So kind of look at what you were talking about. Al calls Boyd and tells him about the burn scars that they saw in Gish's arm. And so they think they're, they kind of narrow it down and think that he suffered that from an inciting incident. And that's like what set him off. So they find a fire from 1975 that killed everyone in the family, except for a young seven-year-old boy. And that was the Lamont family, this Trenton Lamont. So they go check out the address from that fire and they talk to one of the neighbors who's like, Oh yeah, Trent Lamont. Like he still lives next door. Like he's in and out all the time, but yeah, he still lives here. Blah, 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 blah. So intelligence busts down the door and what do they find? They find his desk and they find pictures of Gabby, like taped up on the wall by his desk. And it's like, Oh shit. Gabby is his next target. So crazy. It's so crazy. So intelligence busts down the door and find. Oh, I already said that. I'm trying, I lost my place in that line. So Antonio then calls Alan Ruzik and is like, "You guys need to arrest Gish. Like they're going after Gabby." So they go after Gish. He goes into this like grocery store. And he ends up setting up fire to all the gasoline cans in the store as like a distraction. So Ruzik's like, "Hey, I'll put that out. You go after Gish." But of course, Alan's up losing him. Um, LOL at Adam being like, yeah, I totally got this And giant- takes his jacket and, off. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to swat this gas fire with my jacket. Like, I got this. <laughs> like, okay, Adam, that's cute. Yeah. So then intelligence, we go back to Gish's house and they're looking through his computer and they realize that he's been sending Gabby this like fake text with an address of where she should meet Sylvie. He's like pretending to be Sylvie, which like, Maybe this is me overthinking this, but I was wondering, and I was like, so I guess they're off shift because Gabby's in her, you know, normal clothes. But mm-hmm. I was like, why didn't she just mention something to Sylvie earlier about this conversation? Like, why are they texting? How did she not know that that wasn't Sylvie's number? If you already have Sylvie's number in your phone, I just, I, it was like too many like little loopholes for me. I was like, I don't know. This yeah, I could have, I could have understood if his job was in like IT or something, how he like reverse engineered shit to send out fake text messages under Sylvie's name. But like, he's a proofreader for a mortgage company. Like, but it wasn't even that for me. It was like, how did she not recognize, like, it could. You know, it wasn't exactly her number. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, I don't know. Like, how did she not recognize that? I was like, I don't, I don't know. It would have been more feasible if, like, somebody had hacked her email. Yeah. Maybe, like, sent yeah. her a calendar invite or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, so Gabby is getting in the elevator at this address that Gish told her to go to. Just as Antonio is, like, calling her to tell her not to you know go meet him but of course like she loses signal before he can say anything to her so the elevator all of a sudden stops like breaks down so gabby presses like the help button but then all of a sudden gish takes off like the emergency like top compartment door of the elevator and gabby's like oh fuck 
Okay, wait, I, I have another question here. Cause I mean, if we're gonna pick apart, you know, what's realistic and what's not in here. How did he get from that grocery store to the elevator shaft so quickly? I don't know. You know what, something going back to the burning of the patrol car. <laughs> I still don't understand how he did that one that fast either. Yes. Yeah. I don't get it. Unless it was like, well, there's not a lot of time between when he like walks out for him to, cause if he walks out of the pizza place, he has to go that way. He has to go like left to go to Burgess and Roman's car and then right to walk down the street. He didn't have time to do that. He would, he would have had to have help. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. But anyway, so Gish starts pouring gasoline into the elevator with Gabby and then he grabs the lighter and he's like, I just basically want to watch you burn. Creepy. Again. So, so creepy. fucking creepy. But before he can do anything, Antonio has now busted in from up above Gish with the long gun of all things, the long gun, and shoots Gish. But when Gish is shot dead, he lets the lighter go, obviously, and the lighter is still open, but Gabby ends up catching it with her, you know, when it falls, so all's good. Best big brother moment ever. It's so good. Prize opened the elevator with his fingertips. Mm -hmm. Nobody's messing and with And they're reunited. Sister. Everyone's fine. Yada, yada, yada. They go back to the 21st and Ruzik and Kevin are com complimenting Antonio on his policing and yada, yada, yada. They leave the locker room and Antonio is like literally shaking because obviously he's been running on adrenaline so much. He didn't want anything to happen to Gabby. But like now that he's had a moment to like sit there and calm himself he's like shaking mm -hmm. and it's like kind of sucks too because like he's divorced now so he doesn't even have anyone to go home and talk about it with i was like my the whole time i was watching this i was like poor antonio poor antonio yeah um so we go back to molly's and bozik i'm combining names here Jesus. bozik bozik Bowden, Ruzik, Kevin, and Megan all like cheers. Antonio and Gabby take shots. And Antonio like starts to say something to her, but she like stops him. And this is kind of again where, okay, so that's like basically to me, like the end of the crossover. Cause then we get into the rest of this and it's like almost just the end of a normal PD episode. Yep. And it felt like a very weird ending. Like I feel like that should have been the ending of the episode, but it's mm -hmm. not. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you there. Because, like, then we go to Aaron's apartment and we see Jay going over there to Aaron's and they, like, start to make out and they, like, you know, if somebody's going to say something, Aaron's like, oh, you know, we can come clean if you want to. And he's like, I don't want to talk. And then they continue to make out. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Then we go back to Burgess and Roman and they go to Platt's desk and realize that the guy that has been like sitting with Platt this whole time is not some city guy. It was a guy from the paper writing an article about Platt and it's just like oh Jesus. Oh Burgess. Yeah Burgess got fooled. She got played. She did get played. Big time. Never trust Trudy. And then we have this random ass ending mm -hmm. where Aaron goes to have breakfast with Bunny and bunny has quit working at the bar and started working at johnny her boyfriend johnny's rental truck company and she's just like you know we have this frequent renter who like i just i just get bad vibes from him and aaron's like i don't believe you you know like i how am i supposed to believe any of this like what why are you telling me this and then bunny pulls out a bloody disposable glove and she's like i found this in the back when he last returned the truck 
I think he killed somebody. And I'm just like, oh. Like, it's just such a random scene. It's like comes out of nowhere. And then it's like a continued. I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, why did we end a crossover like this? I, mm-hmm. I, just, I don't get it. No. Nope. But that's the end of the episode. So good. It is a good one. It just, again, it feels different than the more current mm-hmm. crossovers. And I think I prefer that style more. But the Gish storyline is excellent and it's um, executed in like perfection. Perfectly. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, the execution on these crossovers wasn't perfect in the early days. It was really good. They had to find their footing, but the the crafting of this guy as like a character and a villain and like the arsonist profile was just art. Yeah. Really, really good. So yeah. I would love to know if we ever asked Derek like older questions about older episodes. I would love to know when they planned the season two, like when they planned that they were gonna kill off Shay in the fire did they always know that it was eventually going to be arson or was that a storyline that developed when they started like working on season three? Oh, that's a good question i don't know yeah no, that's a really good i'd question. love to ask Derek that um also i feel like since we're talking about shay's death i feel like i need to point this out so noah is now in the middle of season three mm-hmm. on his fire binge watch and i had been like kind of not hyping up the season two finale but i was like because he texted me, we weren't at home. I was not at home at the time he watched Hallie's death. And he literally texted me about Hallie's death. Mm. Hallie's death, which is obviously brutal. But like, if he texted me about Hallie's death, I was like, oh, he's going to have thoughts about Shay's death. <laughs> like, I'm going to, I can't wait to see what his reaction is. And before I knew it, he was in the middle of season three. And I was like, so you had nothing to say to me about Shay's death? And he was like, no. And I was like, how how is that possible he was like i just i just don't and i was like i was like what i've been so confused ever since then i don't get it you had something to say about hallie's death and not shay's death i don't get it he's only watching fire not the others right yeah he's only watching fire right now he likes it he's like in them kind of i think he's like maybe a few episodes before this one so he's like kind of right at this time of fire so nice yeah i was gonna say wait till he comes across nadia's death um no he's he's pd one i don't know i'm sure he'll go back to it but i yeah oh my god nadia and shay are totally friends in one chicago heaven we had this whole headcanon, remember? Yeah. We had this whole headcanon about how Shay helps Justin Voigt woo Nadia. And yes, heaven. yes. Because that is totally, I, now that I'm like thinking about it, I'm like, damn, Justin, Nadia, ship in heaven. That's like a ship I'm totally shipping. Even not in one Chicago heaven, like in canon on the show would have been so good because Voigt and Lindsay would have been losing their shit. It would have been so good. It would have been so good. And especially because, like, Nadia and Justin both turned their lives around. Mm-hmm. And at first, like, when Nadia was trying to turn her life around and Justin hadn't yet, and it would have been like, oh, don't be a bad influence on her. And, mm-hmm. oh, would have been so good. Yeah, for sure. Damn, I need some fan fiction of that. <laughs> this is, we're getting into very, like, niche parts of a uh, fan fiction I know, now. that's the thing. is like, they'll never happen because they're so niche, but mm-hmm. I don't even care. I don't think that's a sub board on AO3. <laughs> you can find Justin Boyd and Nadia. <laughs> but hey, uh, maybe we'll start it. Maybe we will start that sub board. <laughs> so, any other notes on this crossover? No, I think that's it. So good. So good. So, 
All right. So that's about all we've got for today. Um, you guys know where to find us, as always. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. Meet us at Molly's right across the board. Email us anytime about anything. Meet us at Molly's at gmail.com. You guys, tea public. Tea public. I can't, like, stress this enough. We did jerseys. Like, it was just a random ass idea we got, and we ran with it, and now we have jerseys. I know. And they're, like, blowing up, too. And there's new ones today because Gina got a little bored. So um, we fixed the number on Stella's shirt because it was 51. We fixed it to 81. And there's Gallo and Ritter. So, like, go. Love it. Go do the thing. Go go get the merch because it, it's, it's fun stuff. It's good. Uh, yeah. If you like the show, which we really hope you do, please, please, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Oh, we would so greatly appreciate that um schedule wise so here's the deal with next week you'll hear from us not here but you'll hear from us we are doing the first of two collaborations that we will be doing over the summer with the ladies of the locker room podcast i'm excited i'm excited too this is gonna be really fun okay so so over at the locker room which is another one chicago podcast um they have a lot of fun with their questions like i i really enjoy what they're putting out um we are going to do something a little different. We're going to do something called One Chicago Superlatives. So, you know, it's like One Chicago, but like bust out the yearbook. Most likely to blank, blank, blank. Could be fun. Could be fun. There are some wild ones on that, like, to come up with. I was starting to think of mine today, and I saw some, and I'm like, I literally, I, I don't even know where this came from. There's, yeah. 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 Some of them are going to be some funny. fun ones. Yeah, so um, the the locker room, the ladies over there, make sure you follow them. It's at the locker room OC. And they have a Google document that's up where you can fill out your own One Chicago Superlatives. And I think the deadline to get those filled out is June 30th. No, so, it's June 23rd. June 23rd. That's the because night. Yes, because we, we record, record on the 24th. Yes. It, it comes out. The episode comes out on the 30th. I am why we cannot have nice things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so um, June 23rd is the deadline. So like, go fill out your forms and have some fun with it. Because I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty funny. I think we're gonna laugh a lot. So I'm excited. But uh, that's the schedule. So again, you will not hear from us here, you will hear from us on the locker room. Um, and yeah, so keep your eyes peeled on social media. That's where we will be. And everybody have a good weekend. And we will see you on Monday. Or, on no, Monday. We we what are you talking you about? Charlie just handed me food. It threw me off. Okay. I'm like, what are you talking about? Let's try that again. Have a good weekend and we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>